Welcome to the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast, where we talk all things property deal sourcing, packaging, business systems, and outsourcing. Whether you're sourcing for yourself, packaging deals for others, or a bit of both, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get more strategies, tactics, and tips for sourcing killer property deals over at GoliathSourcingAcademy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Dunsmore and Brad Lazarus. Hello and welcome to the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast. This is session 48, episode 48. My name's Brad Lazarus. I'm here with none other than Mark Dunsmore. How are you doing, Mark? I am very good, Brad. Thank you very much. How the devil are you? Yeah, no, I'm very good. Thank you. Very good. You're looking very wintry there. For everyone that's not watching this on video, Mark's in a, a, a very puffed up hooded top today. Puffed You're up? Very been at very the gym. street very street <laughs> i've been doing my home gym workout what is that what you've been doing yeah that's it. i Pop. noticed them in the corner of your office there yes, yeah. yes ebay got... special yes it was an ebay special absolute <laughs> bargain just before lockdown felt like i could have actually doubled my money if i'd put it straight back onto yes. ebay but uh, no i've decided that i'm uh, i'm definitely going to get into my home gym routine seen as getting to an actual gym at the moment is a bit hit and miss as to we can go then we can't go then we can go then we can't go so i've brought the gym home that's good no i'm the same i bought some uh, battle ropes from my garden oh yes the battle ropes the battle battle ropes ropes. love them (laughs) so what uh and obviously good old-fashioned running who remembers running outside that is unbelievable. Running, what is this thing you talk outside. about? Everyone's talking about buying this and buying that. And actually, you can just put on some trainers and go running, unbelievably. I know. It's like Peloton, isn't it? Peloton's the big Peloton. uh, the big trend. At People the love Peloton. People that have Peloton, they really love it, though, I think. That's, that's the impression I get. But yeah. it, was, it all sounds rather expensive but mind you if you set it against the a gym it probably isn't in actual fact no no and actually if it keeps you accountable what's the price you put on your health brad wow so wise right talking of wisdom what uh what have we got coming up in uh session episode 48 today we've got uh a question from the goliath sourcing academy public facebook group which comes from mandy what's the question so the question is, can I get a managing agent to manage my rent-to-rent deals? And if I can, should I? Fantastic. Okay, that's from Mandy. We don't actually self-confessed, full disclosure, as they say, we don't know Mandy's surname. No, we don't. For some reason. We haven't, so, uh, <laughs> we haven't taken Mandy's surname. <laughs> we put these running orders together to answer the questions, but uh, also we like to protect privacy. We do. This is a, a public show, so and we do. So, but look, if you, so, we'll, 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 Mark will tackle that question in a few moments. So, uh, but if you want to get involved in, uh, you know, conversations like that, ask ask a question, which we can feature in the next uh, episode of the podcast. Then uh, head off and join the free public Facebook group. Uh, if you just go to uh, Facebook, just search for Goliath Sourcing Academy, and you'll find the page. Uh, the glass sourcing academy page and the group so just join the group it's free to join there's well over eight thousand people in there now uh property deal sources people just starting out on their property investing journey so it's a great place to get involved um sourcing with mark what's uh what's up this week this is about getting into property with zilcho money is it zilcho money on a no money down deal where 
property owners are throwing their properties at you for nothing, for nothing. at all to yeah. generate thousands of cash flow per month. Yeah, which they can leave your job you could in do. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, we are talking about the uh, inverted commas, no money down mm. deals. But actually, I'm going to dispel the myth that surrounds no money down and what no money down actually means. And then we're going to be talking about five ways that you can fund your no money down deals, which is kind of an ironic statement, but it's exactly <laughs> what we will need, be discussing. You're gonna need today. to use you're gonna need to use four sets of quotes there, aren't you? For no money down. No money funding down. Funding your no money, no money down, down deals. <laughs> it's the funding. No funding money down. down. And that you have to put the quotes outside the initial no money down quotes. You have to That's... double quote a quote. Yeah. A double quote like a double bracket. You know, when you yeah. had the double brackets. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No one's ever seen that before. This is no. soaked in so much irony. That's what that means. It is. This um, is, uh, this is well, that's like great. I'm looking. Lesson. I'm looking forward to, to hearing about that. I'm going to have some questions for you afterwards as well. We've also got uh, a free resource, which is very personal to you this week, isn't it? The downloadable resource is your own. My own. Get this, listeners, Mark's own financial planning spreadsheet. You'll get to see his finances in yeah. full. <laughs> you will you gave will. the wrong the wrong spreadsheet the filled out one rather than the template i have and now you can see why we're putting out so much content right now because we really do you know it's a tough time it's tough times financially <laughs> no yeah, so, so this yeah. is this is the what is this then yeah yeah, so one of the big things we'll go through in sourcing with Mark, we talk about funding deals. And actually, one of the best ways to fund deals is to be disciplined with your own finances. And it's something that I've been doing for years. It's a big, big um, thing. I'm a big advocate of, of personal financial management. Um, and actually, you know, it's amazing how much money you can save if you're disciplined with your outgoings. You know, sometimes it's a little bit of sacrifice goes a long, long way. And uh, this week, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you my spreadsheet, my financial management Excel spreadsheet. Um, it is blank not with including my finances, we must add. Um, although it might be, maybe I put it is got our finances, it might increase downloads. We'll see. Nice, yeah. But yeah, so uh, you can good. download that and fill that in and hopefully that will give you the, um, the ability to work out, you know, where you can save money, where you can cut costs and where you can start really putting that financial discipline that's not only important for your own personal finances, but actually in property investing, one of the best disciplines you can have is managing money. You know, it's quite often a thing that I see a mistake being made with a lot of people is not saving for things like maintenance costs, for unexpected costs, even with rent to rent deals, lease options, whatever it is. So this is going to help you do that as well. Yeah. In short, you can't control what you don't measure. It's deep today. We're going deep. I know. This We're is good, deep. isn't it? This is good stuff. Anyway, right. On that note, let's get on with the show. Now it's time for the Goliath Facebook group Q&A session. Got any burning property sourcing related questions? Tap into the minds of hundreds of property pros just like you inside our free Facebook group. Head over to www.goliathfbgroup.com. Right, so the question this week, the Facebook question uh, is, can I get 
a managing agent to manage my rent-to-rent deals, and if I can, should I? Which is asked by Mandy. Um, so the uh, first answer, first the answer to the first part of that question is quite straightforward, Mandy, in the sense that it is simply yes, you can. Um, now. What's very important, however, is if you are deciding to use a managing agent to look after your rent-to-rent deals, a very important thing to remember is that you need to ensure there is some clause, some uh, statement within your management contract, the contract that you have with the landlord for that rent-to-rent deal that allows you to use another managing agent, a third-party managing agent, outsourced managing agent services. Um, That's very very, very important because that allows you to then obviously go and use another agent to manage your portfolio. Uh, if you don't have that, then there could be an argument if something happened to that property and uh, you would be held responsible, not that managing agent, because the contract is between you and the landlord. So that's a very important thing. If you are going to use a managing agent, make sure that there is a clause within the contract that allows you to do so. Now, with regards to the second part of the question, which is should you use a managing agent, the the real answer is it's completely up to you. So it really depends on what you are doing this for. Some people have got a real sadistic nature in the sense that they love managing tenants, they love managing multi-lets, they love managing problems, they love dealing with maintenance calls at three in the morning. And if you're into that, then absolutely manage your own stock because that is um, exactly what you're going to get. The bigger the portfolio gets, the bigger the number of these problems increase. And of course, the more uh, potential work and time it involves you dealing with your portfolio. Um, now, that's not to say that managing your properties is going to be all bad. Um, you know, I'm being a little bit facetious, really, in the sense that you will get good tenants, you will get good properties, but you will have stuff to manage. You will have maintenance to deal with. You will have arrears to deal with. You're going to have um, various different check-ins, check-outs, finding tenants, referencing tenants. So if you do decide to do it yourself, just bear all of that in mind. Now, if you do decide to go with an agent, what's also very important to remember is that you get the right agent on board because the wrong agent is potentially worse for you than a bad tenant. And that's very important to remember because if you get a bad agent, the bad agent don't follow processes correctly, which means that trying to evict tenants becomes more difficult. They don't deal with maintenance. Issues become bigger issues. Tenants become upset. And ultimately, it affects your relationship with the landlord. Because remember, ultimately, everything boils down to you and the landlord because the contract that the landlord has is with you, not with this other managing agent. So it's very important to get the right managing agent on board. You are going to be having to pay them monthly. How much you are able to negotiate that monthly fee is completely down to your ability to negotiate with that letting agent. And, you know, with our portfolio of rent to rent deals, when we had them, we actually used a letting agent, a lettings and management agent. We outsourced the management of them and we agreed a fixed price per property 
per month. So we, you know, uh, per room per month based on it being let. So if we had five rooms, there was a fee paid per room. It was a fixed fee and it was only paid if that room was let. So of course the agent is motivated and incentivized to let the rooms. We're not paying a management fee for a room that is empty at the time. So that's something to bear in mind. Um, and you can negotiate that as low as you can get the agent to accept that. And um, obviously if you're managing it yourself, you don't have that cost to consider. Um, but weigh up what you want to achieve from your rent to rent portfolio. Is it to give you the time and the freedom to do the things that you want? Well, the chances are you're going to want to uh, have a lettings management agent on board. If it's to really get the experience of managing tenants, managing properties, going through that whole process, then certainly manage it yourself and, and uh, you know very quickly learn that the chances are you'll probably end up moving very quickly to getting a lettings and management agent to manage it because I don't think any anyone, if we're all honest with each other, I don't think anyone gets into property to manage tenants. They get in for the cash flow, the freedom, the future legacy, certainly not to manage tenants. I hear that. Excellent. Thank you. A great, great question, Mandy. Great answer. Uh, again, if you want to get involved in more conversations around these types of topics, join us at the Goliath Sourcing Academy Facebook group, um, which is if you just go on to Facebook and search for Goliath Sourcing Academy. Uh, also, if you want to go deeper on any of this stuff, um, come and check out the Insider Circle, which is our um, uh, membership program for people just getting started out in property, either wanting to find deals to find their first uh, their first deal, build their own portfolio, package deals to sell on to other investors. We got uh, amazing support, fantastic training in there. Um, feel free to go to goliathsourcingacademy.com forward slash insiders circle that's insider with an s insiders circle uh so that's goliathsourcingacademy.com forward slash insider circle if you want more information uh on the insider circle right next up sourcing with mark sourcing with mark innovative and advanced strategies for doing better property deals so in this session, what I wanted to do was a little bit of dispelling of the myth of the no money down investment strategies in the property world. Now, a lot of you have probably already heard of the no money down strategies. Uh, some of you may not. So what I want to do is just quickly run through what is currently portrayed as no money down st investment strategies. Then what I'm going to do is um, dispel the myth become uh, bring a bit of reality to that um, collection of investment strategies. And then I'm going to give you two or three different ways of funding deals uh, through other people's money. And then we're going to be talking about actually funding it with your own money, even if you do not currently have any. So what we'll do, first of all, start with the no money down strategies. Now, of course, no money down strategies are usually strategies such as rent to rent, where you rent a property off a property owner and you then rent it out again for more money and you keep the profit. You've also got strategies such as lease options, where you take the property off a property owner. You have a bit more of a formal agreement with them compared to a rent to rent. And you have the option to purchase that property at a price agreed at the start of the relationship at some point in the future, bearing in mind the option to purchase is very important there as well. 
There's also strategies such as assisted sales, whereby you take um, control of that property and you refurbish it, you add value to it, and then you would effectively sell that property again for a higher value. You would agree a property purchase price with the property owner, and then maybe look to split the profits uh, that you make with that property owner in a way that is fair for all parties. Now, there are other deviations of that with regards to rent to service accommodation, rent to multi-let, single lets, all these things. But what the key to no money down strategies is that you are not going through the traditional purchase methods. You're not looking at buying the property. And by buying the property, you've got to find funding in the way of lenders, uh, mortgages. If you're going to find a mortgage, you need a deposit. If it's a second home, you're going to be looking at a minimum of 20%, 25% deposits usually. Then you've got stamp duty costs to pay, which of course, as an investor with a second home, you've got an additional 3% on top of the standard uh, stamp duty that you've got to find as well. Then you've got solicitors, you've got surveyors, and all the other relevant costs. And that's before you even start to think about refurbishing and adding value to that property on completion. So with the no money down strategies, what we do is we remove all of that upfront cost, upfront capital required, and you can take control of a property, someone else's property, and then you can generate cash flow, you can generate profits from that property uh, without actually ever owning it. Now, of course, there are pros and cons of the no money down strategies. Uh, the fact is that you never actually own it until a transaction completes. Uh, so that just means that you're babysitting someone else's mortgage for a period of time, and um, or you're dependent on that property owner at some point, making life as easy for you as possible to uh, do that transaction or of course maybe package that deal up for a fee to another investor. So that's rent to rent and lease options, assisted sales, no money down strategies. Now really what I think they should be called in terms of what other property training companies are promoting these strategies as is really none of your own money strategies but that doesn't sound quite as sexy but what I am going to do is just run through a couple of ways of how you can fund deals using other people's money. Uh, and then what I'm going to do is actually give you a way to fund it with your own money, which uh, obviously if you've got no money at the moment may seem completely far out there, but just bear with me a second. So the first way using other people's money would be to do a split in terms of the efforts versus the finance. So uh, we call it obviously financial equity and sweat equity. Sweat equity is what you put in, in terms of the finding the deal, the managing the deal, finding tenants, all of that stuff. And you can then of course have an investor who simply brings the funds, they fund the deal and you split the profits in whichever way you see fit. So that's a joint venture agreement that is a partnership, that is whatever you want to call it. The fact is they bring the money, you bring the work and you share the profits accordingly. Now, a little bit of a slight deviation to that would be, of course, you just simply get lending from a property investor. Uh, that would then be paid back to that investor with an interest over a certain period of time. And um, that may, where you are committing to a loan agreement, you are committing to a payment plan from the payments that you get from your uh, whatever the creative deal is. 
kind of a, adds a little bit of an element of risk to it uh, because you're going to have to have that money every single month for the period of time that you need to take that loan. So generally, the ideal scenario would be where you have got a joint venture agreement, a partnership agreement, where actually if the property isn't making any money, then you're both not making any money. But of course, when it is making money, you're splitting that profits whilst paying back the property investor for the capital that they put in. Now, the second way about it is actually through a joint venture partnership agreement with the property owner. So instead of finding a property investor uh, to come and fund the deal, you can actually get the property owner to come along and be part of that agreement, which means that they, of course, bring the property. They may well bring uh, an element of a budget in terms of refurbishment. Uh, but the fact is, again, you're not really having to come up with any sort of capital yourself in order to get that deal going. Going, what you're actually bringing again is the knowledge, the expertise, and of course, the um, work to get that property making a profit on whatever creative strategy it is that you have decided to go down. The other way, of course, is just using the negotiation skills that you learn, that you have the, the confidence that you have to be able to negotiate something with that property owner whereby you can control that property from the start, but actually pay whatever compensation it is, whatever monies that you're going to pay them, you pay them that in arrears. And you can actually negotiate a period of arrears. It might be 30 days, it might be 60 days. This really does depend on your confidence and your ability to negotiate and make it worthwhile for that property owner to be able to consider the fact that they will wait 30 or 60 days for their money. It's quite a common thing with commercial agreements, commercial leases, where you might agree a period of a rent-free period uh, to get the property refurbished, to get the tenants in, to start getting it to generate an income so that then you can start paying that property owner. But remember, if they're going to give you that level of flexibility, the chances are they're going to expect that to be compensated somewhere else, which of course might mean a slightly higher fixed amount per month to compensate for the amount that they've lost. Kind of like an interest-free period on a loan where they just bolt the interest on to your payments moving forwards. So those are a few different ways where you can leverage other people's money. Of course, there are other ways, um, but you know we want to keep this brief. We want to keep this simple. We want to keep this actionable in this session. Now, I mentioned before that we also have a way of being able to fund the deals yourself. So of course, if you're going to fund the deals yourself, you're going to need money. And if you're in a position right now where you're listening to this and going, Mark, I haven't got any money. That's kind of why I'm listening to this podcast because I need to find other ways of funding the deals. Well, you have got the ability to raise your own capital by managing your personal finances in a much more disciplined way. Now, the number of people that I've spoken to in the past with regards to property and getting them on the right track, where we have been able to identify within their own personal finances ways of saving money on a monthly basis to create a property pot, which that then goes to contribute to the property deals that they are looking for. Because Remember, with the creative property strategies that we're talking about, the money that you are saving and the money that you're about to invest in a property deal, the deal will dictate, determine how much you need to put into those deals. So, of course, depending on what capital pot you've got, you can determine what kind of deals it is that you need to negotiate. And that puts you in a much stronger position when it comes to actioning deals. So what you need to do 
is just ensure that you have got real solid financial discipline. Finan personal financial management is incredibly key to any successful business, particularly within property, because whilst you're going to have your own personal finances managed, of course, then you're going to have rental income, but your rental income is going to have outgoings, you're going to have costs, you're going to have maintenance to budget for, you're going to have to allow for things coming up in the future that may seem a long way off. But trust me, one of the most common mistakes I see with any property investors in all the years that I've been managing other people's units as well as looking after my own is the fact that landlords who are tight on finance do not have the capability of paying for maintenance costs that come unexpectedly because they haven't budgeted for those on a monthly basis. And it's really important that if you're doing it for your personal finances, then the likelihood is that you're going to be doing it for your business finances as well. So what I want you to do is really think about if you're going to go down the route of funding these deals yourself, remember the deals are going to take time for you to find. And depending on what your level of financial management is right now, you're going to be able to save, you know, if it's £10 a month, it's £10 a month. If it's £50 a month, it's £50 a month. If it's £100 a month, it's £100 a month. But as you can see, as the months go by, one year, two years, you're starting to build quite a healthy pot for the creative deals that you're going to find. Because of course, if you take a property on that maybe needs a bit of decorating, some carpets, whatever it is, well actually what you can do is leverage the money that you're saving for the cost that you can't do yourself, you can do some of the works yourself, and then you can get that property generating cash flow. Then you can start budgeting from that cash flow, you can start siphoning off funds, and you can start accelerating that financial management in order to fund more deals, which means that you're gonna accelerate that property journey and then ultimately if you want to start buying properties with a traditional purchase um, strategy you're going to have the capital there to be able to do that as well. So I really want you to take away from this that no money down strategies don't really mean no money down. There's going to be someone's money that is going into all of those apart from those unicorn no money down deals where you're able to find a property that needs no work you're able to find a property where you can take the property on and not pay the landlord until you're generating income and you can find tenants quickly and start paying them out of the rent that you generate. They do exist. They are perfectly out there, but they are few and far between. And if you spend your life looking for those, then you'll not get very far. What you need to be doing is approaching this with a very realistic point of view. Are you happy to take on someone else's capital, borrow money from someone else, get invested with by someone else on the basis that you're going to have to have the financial discipline to manage their pot of capital as well as your own? Or do you want to do it yourself? Which yes, admittedly, it's not the quick scheme. It's not the get rich quick. It's not the way to do things fast. It's going to take you time. It's going to take you discipline. It's going to take sacrifices of the things that maybe you don't need. Your Sky TV, Virgin, your gym membership, although keep fit. But anything like that that's going, to, going out on a monthly basis that you can sacrifice even for 12, 24, 36 months to build that capital pot up is going to make a big, big difference in order for you to fund your own deals, feel a lot more confident about your financial management, and then of course you're going to be in a great position to build that portfolio in a very disciplined, financially disciplined way, which is only going to stand you in great stead for your future in property investing.
Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. Now, um, really going deep onto some of the realities of, of no money down there. And you, you also discussed a few different ways there to fund no money down deals. With um, money. With what? With money. With money, yeah. <laughs> Funding the ironic no money down deals with money. But look, I know a lot of listeners out there will be asking, so, okay, where do I find these people with money who want to work with me? In other words, have you got any tips for finding joint venture partners, JV partners? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it is one of those things in property where a lot of people, and we get this with deal packaging as well. So deal packaging, where do I find investors? Um, with your own investing in your own portfolio, growing your own rent to rent, lease option portfolio, assisted sale deals, whatever it might be, where do I find the money? I haven't got the money. So um, quite often as well, just as a side note to that, is what it also means for people is that they do not do the strategies that they're most interested in because they feel they can't because they've got no money of their own. So it's important to remember that there are funds out there waiting to invest in deals. You've just got to go out and find them. Now, what's also very important is that finding that funding isn't necessarily always going to be an easy thing to do. And a lot of people get put off by stuff because it's not easy, but actually Actually, the very fact that it isn't easy means that it's worthwhile pursuing because a lot of people will be put off by this. So very, very important to remember that there is funding out there for deals. People are interested in uh, lending, like we went through in Sourcing with Mark, lending money, joint venturing with their money. Um, you know, People are there with money ready to invest. Now, finding them is, uh, back to your question, Brad, is actually quite straightforward. It's just a case of building trust with the people to make them feel confident enough in giving you that money in the first place. So where I would start is always with family. Uh, so you tend to find that family members quite often maybe have a pot of capital. The beauty of some no money down deals is that the pot of capital that you need is actually relatively low compared to traditional property investing, where you might need a deposit, you might need substantial refurbishment costs, you might need stamp duty. Well, all of these things aren't actually part of the no money down strategy. Usually you just need the the funds to set that deal up. So for example, if we use rent to rent as an example, uh, what you would need is potentially a refurbishment budget. So that refurbishment budget and maybe the first month's rent for that landlord, that might just be a few thousand pounds. Finding a few thousand pounds and building the trust with a family member, a friend, a colleague um, is going to be a little bit more straightforward than it might be asking someone for £30,000, for example. So, you know, shift that mindset of thinking that I can't find money because actually you're, uh, because you haven't got that money doesn't necessarily mean someone else doesn't have that money available to invest in something like this. So making sure that everyone knows what you do and you are asking friends, family, colleagues, like I say, um, I've actually got funding for deals in the past from the golf course. So actually, you know, speaking to people about what I do, you go around, you spend some time with that person. Now that doesn't mean that I start on the first hole. They ask me what I do on the second hole and by the 18th hole, they've written me a check and I've walked off with funds for my next deal. It means that the next time I see them, I'm talking to them again about deals. And then as the conversations start to move forwards, the trust is built, the relationship is built, and they're prepared to invest some capital into deals that I've got available. 
you offer them a return, you offer them a joint venture partnership. You know, you've got to consider the person, who it is, what type of arrangement you're going to get into. But certainly that money is around for deals. If you're prepared to go out, you're prepared to be patient and look for the funding at the same time as you're looking for the deals, because trying to get funding for a deal that doesn't exist is more difficult than trying to get funding for a deal that does exist, that you can show the numbers, you can show the deal information, you can show the property information. Um, so just make sure that you're doing them simultaneously and that will stand you in good stead to finding uh, finance for, for deals in the future. Thank you. Great answer, uh, as, as always. Um, so we've got a free uh, financial. This is a personal financial planning spreadsheet template, really, isn't it? This yeah, one. so it's, it's all about putting in your current expenditure. So you make a note of your income. You make a note of your current expenditure. You itemize it all by insurances, by loans, credit cards, all the different things that you're paying out at the moment. What you'll very quickly discover is that there are payments, there are things that you subscribe to that maybe you didn't even know you still had that subscription going, or you maybe have it, but you don't use it. Uh, you can look at things, for example, a a very obvious one, even though it's only eight pounds a month, is Amazon Prime. You know, a lot of people have Amazon Prime membership and they maybe buy two or three items a year. And the only thing that they, they get off the back of their Prime membership is next day delivery, but they buy two or three items a year. Well, actually, you could have paid for next day delivery on the postage and made less than what you've saved. So it's little things like that that start to add up. You know, you start adding up an eight pounds here, 10 pounds there, or 40 pounds there. You know, you reduce your TV subscription by the channels you don't watch or all these things really do start to add up. And even if you're saving, you know, 300 pounds a year, 500 pounds a year, some people might even get up to a thousand pounds a year. Well, suddenly you've got skin in the game to be able to contribute to a deal with someone who brings in the rest of the funding as well because 300 pounds could actually go quite a long way to a, a no money down inverted commas deal so this is to help you first of all get a snapshot of what your current financial situation is look at it and analyze it to see where you could improve and then of course you can start putting money into a savings account ready for your own deals to come through right okay so you can get that at goliathsourcingacademy.com forward slash session 48 that's forward slash session 48 that's totally free to download if you go to that url uh, just to finish off <clears throat> excuse me just to finish off um if you're enjoying this podcast if you're getting value from it um please do a couple of things for us would be ever so grateful first would be to go and leave us a review on our facebook page uh you can get there directly if you go to reviewgoliath.com uh, alternatively just go to our facebook page on uh on facebook uh searching for goliath sourcing academy uh head over to the review section and just you know leave your thoughts you know we're very proud of our reviews we've got a lot of reviews there a lot of reviews on itunes for this podcast all very very positive so i hope you can leave us that as well um alternatively or and or uh if you know anybody else that might really uh gain from hearing this information get value from the information that we talked about on this podcast or any of our other podcasts maybe somebody that's looking for no money down deals at the moment for example uh please feel free to share this podcast episode with them let them know about the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast. Um, I think they'd be grateful to you uh, and you'd be doing a great thing for them and for us as well, which is uh, 
which uh yeah we'd be grateful so um anything else we got to talk about uh yeah if you're interested in getting deeper into finding your own deals to build your own portfolio or packaging deals up to sell to other investors and you want to join a community a support community get training on all of that please feel free to go over to goliathsourcingacademy.com forward slash insiders circle where you can find out more about believe it or not the insider circle uh and on that note it's been quite a long episode for us actually this week so on that note i'm going to say goodbye and i'll leave the last word with mark thank you brad and thank you everyone for listening as always hopefully you found that useful and like brad said we have got our facebook group for um getting topics and key interest areas for answering questions creating content around sourcing with mark so if you do want to drop into the facebook group there is a facebook live that i've done asking for questions topics so be sure to uh, drop your thoughts in there and we will certainly address those on future episodes so that's it from us thank you for listening as always take care and happy sourcing